This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. What are you doing? This is my show. Um, not today. It's not. It's our show. Great. Hey everyone, I'm Evan. And I'm Lydia. You are listening to That Veteran and His Wife. Every week I interrupt my husband's podcast and we do a special episode together where we discuss the unique challenges veterans and their spouses encounter. Suit up, it might get weird. Hey guys, welcome back. It's been an interesting week again. You know, life is life. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get an episode recorded last week. Um, well, you also had a really weird work schedule last week, yeah. too, and and got called into work on a day that you weren't supposed to be in work. Yeah. Well, it's just been... It's just life. But. Yeah. And keep in mind, we've got six kids, so we're always getting curveballs thrown at us. So, <laughs> But hey... <laughs> We're, we're trying to at least bring an episode a week, whether it's the two of us or Evan. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> this week's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Lydia has some questions that she wants to ask me. Uh, yes. She's not told me what they are, so. <laughs> Did you see? Okay, not not really. Not really. But, um, you know, I, I had told Evan, I said, I think it would be really fun and interesting, like, if I did an interview and I interviewed him and with some questions that I have and um and I'll be honest like some of these questions I'm not even entirely sure how he's going to answer so <laughs> <laughs> being his wife um but uh I just think it you know some of these would be really cool um to to have Evan answer and so um are you ready I mean I guess I don't <laughs> <laughs> okay, how how about an easy one to start? Okay. <laughs> okay, so what made you want to start The Veritable Veteran? Uh, I mean, mostly I knew that I was struggling and I saw people that I respected uh, were struggling as well. And uh, honestly, just veterans were killing themselves at a ridiculous rate and they still are um and i wanted to to just bring more light to the just the struggles that veterans had just kind of by putting a little bit of light on the the struggles that i was having and then you know hoping that people would relate i didn't realize how much they would relate um but it you know that was really I don't know. God put it on my heart just to to start talking about it. And it's, I mean, it's gotten a lot bigger than I thought it would. It just, <laughs> um, it was definitely God just telling me to kind of just start the conversation. And it went from there. And it's just kind of God's made it into what he wants it to be. And, you know, I'm trying to keep it in line with that. When now? When did you start it? Because I, I don't even remember how long it's been. It feels like it started a long time ago. But... Twenty eighteen, I think, was the. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. That was when I first started posting videos wow. and stuff. For some reason, I kept thinking it was twenty twenty, but <clears throat> no, know. it was twenty eighteen. Wow. So, um, I mean, five years. I mean, there was several. I think there was a year or two where I just stopped and didn't really do anything. Um, when I was getting hired at the police department and going to the academy and. All that, it was just, I didn't have time to think, let alone come up with content, which again, I, I should have continued uh, and that's just on me, but I, I didn't. Yeah. So. Well, we were also going through some really massive life changes at that time. And yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. I'll, I'll always on. be able to find an excuse, but <laughs> there was a lot going on. But um, yeah, 2018 is when it started. Yeah. Wow. Um. I remember, I remember your very first 
video. Tell us a little bit about that. Wait, which one are you talking about? The sleeping bag? Yeah, like the, I mean, cause that honestly was that was that your first veritable veteran video, or was that your first video? Was that before veritable veteran started? No, that was veritable veteran oh, video. Okay. It was, okay. Um, I think it wasn't the first video. It was the first big video. Oh, I thought it was your first video. No, there was a couple that I had done. I had done some some smaller ones, just kind of sitting in the car talking. Uh, it wasn't the first video, but it was definitely the first, uh, I mean, big viral. video. Well, yeah. I mean, it literally went viral. Yeah. Like, because I remember, like, we were just watching the views just skyrocket yeah. overnight. I mean, literally within hours, it was just, like, doubling, and there was hundreds of thousand views, and then it got to a million views, and, like, like what is it sitting at currently? I don't even remember. I'm not even sure. I know. I mean, some of the videos now have actually gotten more than that one but oh excuse me i'm sorry I'm drinking my carbonated water over here and it's catching up to me um no that one it's it was so because i just i started trying to make videos that veterans could relate to you know and i try to use the funny videos as a way to to kind of bait people in and then get them to stick around and then i'll, I'll slip the serious stuff in now and then um because i'd rather have them laugh and you know get involved emotionally in the page and then get them involved emotionally, like with the serious stuff as well. Um, but I, I kind of hook them <laughs> with the funny stuff and then keep them with the serious stuff. So that's kind of been my, 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 uh, my MO since the beginning, but that video just running at, and again, it's such a weird thing to think about. But when you're in a sleeping bag and you're inside of the, the, the rain, the waterproof bivy sack, you can run out of air. Like breathable <laughs> air becomes a, a scarcity in there if you've been in there for long enough. And it is an absolutely terrifying situation when you wake up and there's no air left. It's just carbon monoxide in there with you. It's that or dioxide or whatever. It's just, there's nothing left to breathe. And you're like trying to breathe in and you're like, <laughs> and it's just not, not working. <laughs> and then you have to fight your way out. And there's, there's multiple zippers. There's, you know, elastic straps. Sometimes you're like turned a different way you because you, you're sleeping. So you're, ro you're rolling around, whatever. And I've heard stories. There's, there's guys that have cut their way out with yeah. knives. Like they'll straight punch a knife through it and just cut it. Because they're like, they're so terrified that they're going to die or suffocate. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's hysterical to watch. If you're awake and you see someone wake up and they're just freaking out, it's, it's hilarious. It's so funny because chances of them actually suffocating are very slim. Um, but it feels like you're suffocating. And again, I don't, I don't know that anybody that's ever actually died. I really hope not. Uh, that would make the video a lot less funny, but it, it is really hilarious when you watch someone flailing around and flopping around like a fish out of water, you know, <laughs> trying to get out of that thing. So yeah, it was, that was just a, something that I had personally experienced and I've seen other people deal with. So I figured other people could relate to it. Yeah. And I just, yeah. It was, it was a hilarious video, and so many people were like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you mean. Like, yes, this is... Um, we need to, like, re resurrect that video and, like, reshare it somehow, because that was... That was a really funny one. Um, one. Well, you like skipped ahead because because I was like one of my one of my questions was you know one of my questions was you know the main crux of your content you try mm -hmm. to be serious so why do you why do you do the funny videos but you pretty much answered that already. Yeah, I mean, and that's I know we've talked about it and I've talked to some other people about it. It's just it's hard to get people. Uh, well, people don't want to listen to sad stories for hours on end or, you know, video after video after video is just all sad, serious content, especially veterans in particular, but people that are going through a hard time and have found the way that they deal with their trauma is to kind of stuff it down and ignore it. If that's all you talk about, they're just not going to listen to you. Because they're they're not gonna 
they're not going to pay attention if that's all you talk about because they don't they ignore it all the time they stuff it down but if i can get them to listen to me by being funny and relatable and then i slip in something that's relatable and less funny and more serious they may be like oh well he he gets it he gets what it's like now he's saying some things that i i do deal with but i really don't want to admit and then it kind of just draws them out draws them into being um, in a emotional bond with me and my videos and you know by being funny it helps bring them out of their shell develops a rapport with them and then I can kind of get I just it's really it's like negotiators they, they call it a hook and just getting a, a hook with them and finding what you can relate uh to them in and just like a situation that you can relate to them and I'm 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 stumbling over my words here sorry no no it's okay but. um so so this kind of pulls me into my next question so how do you handle the naysayers and the people who want to like be um, keyboard warriors and like <laughs> I'll be honest sometimes I read those comments I'm like let me at them let me at them I want to punch them in the face <laughs> like you know and and people who, who will even go as far as to like question whether you ever even served and yeah. like you know and all this stuff and I'm like oh my gosh people are so awful in the comments like yeah. I mean there's times you know that some of the comments will bother me, you know, like when people like the one guy's comment, he said something about like, you look like a wannabe warrior. And I wanted to just like, well, you, there was a lot of things that I wanted to say <laughs> that, that I probably could have said. And that would have been probably would have been relatively funny. And, you know, but it, it goes against what I'm trying to what I'm trying to do, um, you know, because it's it's just stooping to a level that I don't want to go to, to name call. And, you know, it, I have responded to some, but I really try and keep it lighthearted and more, more along the lines of, Hey, like, yeah, uh, I see that you made a, a hurtful attempting to be hurtful. It doesn't hurt my feelings, but <laughs> attempting to, to be hurtful and hateful. And I'm kind of just like, okay, well, good one. Anyway, my, moving my, on. My favorite, my favorite reply that you do is like, "Man, you want to give me some ketchup for those harsh browns yeah. you served?" You got any ketchup for all these harsh browns y'all are serving me? I love that one. <laughs> that's like my favorite there's, line. There's probably someone out there that's that's gonna hear that and re remember the original video that's from. If you do, just send me like a a winky face like message. <laughs> Because if you've seen that video, you know, and I'm not going to discuss that video on here because the video is not appropriate. <laughs> However, it is hilarious and it's a great, I will inside a great laugh. Line response. I, I will inside laugh with you and we will, we'll, we'll share that quiet moment together and then move on <laughs> and not discuss the video. Anyway, old internet videos that are still out there but would yeah. be frowned upon today <clears throat> yeah you know it's it's been kind of wild to me you know and, and and i know that they say that like the bigger you get the more like negative comments you're gonna get and oh my like, word oh it's, my it's, word it's wild how like if you've got like ten thousand views on a video you might get a couple of people that are like this video is dumb or like this doesn't even make sense but like when you start getting to and i'm not saying this because i'm like so cool but i'm just like i've had a couple videos hit over a million views once you get up to that level man these haters come out of the woodwork oh they just they come like i mean they just like, and they'll just say anything running. they want like they just they'll say anything they want they're just like like clean your house you dirty mutt because like my fridge in the garage in the garage has like dirt on it I'm yeah like, okay good one bro or my you know they find out i'm a cop and they're like well maybe if you weren't a cop and a, you know a killer and a hater people would actually like you and i'm like mm, yeah solid advice bro yeah totally but i mean it you know it, it there's never going to be an end to that there's always going to be somebody with some dumb stuff to say 
And I just like, honestly, and I need to, and this is being transparent. I don't read a lot of the comments. Most of the comments, I do not read them. Well, and I know, and I know, and I remember you telling me you do that on purpose mm-hmm. to like, just kind of protect your, your mental sanity. And, and here I'm over here reading every comment and I'm like, you know, and I'll like go to reply to one and I'm like, this is what I'm going to reply. And he's like, babe, don't like, don't, do like, that. don't. <laughs> all you're doing is just like, yeah. you know, starting a fire. And, but, but actually like there was something that I was listening to where they actually recommended not reading a lot of the comments, like maybe just reading the first couple, but they... Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? Uh, well, yeah, it's been... Uh, yeah, you've yeah. seen Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. She tells them well, the first rule of the internet, you don't read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph learned that the hard way. He read all the hurtful comments and he started crying. He's a big dude and he cried. Yeah. I don't read the comments. Yeah. No, I, and, I, I, I bench, I, and, and like, seriously, I just, I don't because a lot of them are, they're just people trying to get a rise out of you and trying to be just hateful because they can. And there's, there's veterans that say that, you know, like, well, this video is dumb. You obviously don't even know what you're talking about and blah, blah, blah. And, and they'll say things and, and sometimes they're right. Like I made a mistake or I said something that I shouldn't have or, repeating yeah repeating like <laughs> but again again was... again you were showing what it what they show in the movies and in the movies yeah. they always get it wrong yeah. they always get it wrong and people just attacked you oh yeah on the whole repeating line but again the... i'm like cool keep commenting on my video and telling yeah. me how bad it is because every time you comment it affects the, it algorithm, affects the algorithm and bumps algorithm. it back yeah. up. I'm like, cool, keep commenting. Keep telling me how wrong it is because for every one person telling me how wrong it is, there's like a hundred people thinking the video is hysterical. So yeah. again, I, my favorite is just watching the debates that happen between people in the comments. And, um, but see, and, and I do read the comments and I'm kind of glad I do because there are times when people have commented and like, there's been like a legitimate question or like they've been, they are trying to reach out yeah. to you. <clears throat> and, and that's then, one thing that I know that I need to do better. Well, about, and, but... and, but I always let you know, Yeah, it's and true. I always let you know, and I'm like, Hey, you should probably reply to this one comment because you know, like there's a legitimate question or whatever. I'll and, just let you handle all and, the hate and yeah, I'll just uh, yeah. sit back. And, and, and let, just let me seethe on it. Yeah. yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> it's like I, I, I like to sit over here and act like I'm completely unaffected. The truth is I just don't read them. Yeah. So it's like because sometimes I read them and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fight this dude. <laughs> like I'm going to find this guy and we're going to fight. But then I'm like, no, no, I'm not. You know, and then I, I kind of just get over it. it. She doesn't get over it as quickly, but <laughs> it, you know. Again, I just, I, I, but, and again, I, it's on purpose. Like I don't read them because I used to read them and then people would just say stuff and I'd start to get upset and I'd start to respond. And I'm like, wait, if I respond, respond this way, that goes this against way, it's going against what mission. I'm, what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, so I'm not gonna, I don't want to do that. And yeah. Well, and that kind of like leads us into, <clears throat> into my next question. So like, what exactly is the mission behind the veritable veteran? Like, you know, what are you trying to do? You, you did say like, you're trying to make, um, like relatable content and everything, but like, ultimately, like, what is the purpose? You know, you're making this relatable content, but what is your message? Like, what is your purpose? Ultimately it's to help veterans understand that they're not alone to help families of veterans understand that they're not alone and to get veterans to be able to open up and talk about what's really happening in their heads and in their minds so that they can stop fighting these battles on their own and ultimately so they'll stop killing themselves. It's, I mean, that that's what started it. And that's really the ultimate goal. And and I know that you're never going to, we're never going to be able to stop every single person from killing themselves because some people are just going to do it anyway, no matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how many things you say that are relatable. Some people are just committed to it and they're going to do it regardless. And I get that. And I, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just saying there's people out there that they they feel alone and that's really why and and they honestly feel like the world would be better off without them that their families would be better 
that their friends would be better that and the pain would just stop and i i, I understand that i mean i i do because i've i've been there in my own life not as i don't think i've ever i haven't gotten as bad as i could have and I haven't gotten as far as some people have. I know there's people that have been farther down that road than I have. But I've been down the road far enough to understand when people are like, I don't want to live anymore. I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand that. But having been there and coming, having come back from that, I want people to understand that Life is worth living. We are here for a reason. There is more that you can do. There's a reason you're here. And we have to find what that reason is. And sometimes, you know, just staying alive for one more day, it's just, it's like taking the next breath, just taking the next step, focusing on one thing at a time, getting through this so we can get to that. And then, Eventually, just giving guys tools and girls tools and methods to help improve their lives on a daily, hour-by-hour, minute-by-minute basis. Because sometimes in mean, those battles, they, they start on a... I mean, sometimes your thoughts are just... They're hateful towards yourself, and those thoughts are coming at you every minute, every every hour... You're having these negative thoughts and it has to start there and getting these guys and girls to understand that these thoughts are normal. Unfortunately, that they are, you're, you're going to have them, but you don't have to allow them to continue because there are things you can do to stop them, to interrupt them, to redirect your mind into things that are positive and, uh, edifying, um, and, that can that can help you and the thing is is if you don't know what those things are you don't know what they are and you don't know how to use them and that's why i'm trying to as i'm learning these things because i'm still learning a lot of them too i i don't know i'm not a psychiatrist i'm not a psychologist i'm not a doctor i'm not even a licensed therapist i'm just somebody who is down in the trenches with everybody else trying to figure it out. Uh, and maybe that's why people relate to it is because I'm not somebody who, you yeah. know, is a, a doctor or somebody who read a book. It's just from personal experience. And then the experience of trying to learn from the ground up and you know that again, I'm not trying to make it out. Like I have it figured out. I don't like before this podcast started, I was sitting here staring at the wall talking about how I don't want to do this right now and I don't want to be here. I just, honestly, if I had my way, I would go to bed because I got to go to work <laughs> in the morning. And I, you know, and it's always, it's like anything. It's just, you have to, there's going to be days when you don't want to do it and you have to, you just have to do it because if you don't, you're going to regret it later. Like it's like working out after you've gone to the gym and exercised. I, I don't know of a time that I've ever, exercised and regretted it like unless I got hurt like but even then I don't I didn't like it, it wasn't like man I wish I'd I, I regret working out <laughs> like I've never said that like I regret being healthy never said that <laughs> um so it's like I don't ever regret putting in the effort you know in the podcast or in my you know my social media or in my you know in my content, it's just, I, I don't know. And I, I think I'm kind of getting off topic a little bit, but uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the question again? Uh, no. <laughs> no, you already, you already answered it. And, yeah. um, I, I was going to ask, you know, what would you say is, um, probably the biggest thing that causes, um, service members and veterans to spot like or v veterans to spiral like i know the biggest thing for me um 
it's it's really a, a kind of a chain of events. I think it's just it's all interconnected because I don't think it's necessarily just PTSD. It's not like for me it wasn't I wasn't drinking to forget the horrible things that I saw. That wasn't what I was doing. I wasn't isolating because I was just like I was this I felt this horrible uh angry like like I was going to snap and start killing people because I was back in Afghanistan. That wasn't why. It was more along the lines of I was mad at myself because I one I felt like I didn't do enough. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't really just enough. That was, you know, the first thing. And then two, when I left the military, I lost a lot of my identity because that's all I had done that my entire adult life from 18 years old to, you know, 29 years old, almost 30. That's all I did was serve in the military. And it was, you know, I lost that portion of my identity and of my life. And I didn't realize how badly that was going to affect me, you know, losing that portion of who I was. And the substance abuse, the drinking was more of a response because it was a, it was a comfort thing. I knew what to expect with that. I knew there was comfort, quote unquote, in that. And I could control that which sounds weird and it sounds, even as I'm saying it, I'm thinking through that and I'm like, I didn't really think of it that way before. I could control that and I knew what to expect and it was comfortable for me to be in that place. And it was a, it was just a coping mechanism that I, that I knew and understood, even though I knew that it was bad so, for me, I, but I, but I understood, I understood it and I was comfortable going there but even though you knew <clears throat> even though you knew it like changed you and turned you into this like angry i mean because it's like i you know me as your as your spouse like it's like you know when you would start drinking you would turn into this whole different it was like dr jekyll mr hyde kind of thing and yeah and and it again i Eventually, I got to the point when I realized that it I caused had a to, lot of damage for our family. Yeah, and I know? and I and I got to the point I I wasn't able to stop based on anything that and it, it sounds horrible and I but it's true it, it's like I, nothing you did or said was going to get me to stop. It really came down to I had to decide for myself that I had to stop because I needed to decide for myself that I wanted you and I wanted my family more than I wanted my anger and my alcohol issues. <clears throat> because until I decided that for myself, it really didn't matter what you said. And it, again, that sounds terrible. And it sounds... I, extremely selfish because it was and it, it is and I get that but until I got to the point because it was like I, I knew that it hurt you I knew that it was bad for the kids I knew that health wise it was terrible mental health wise it was even worse but in the in that place that I was in I just I wanted it so badly that that desire over overrided over over overrode. Over <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I'm the English major, and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. Over mm. overrode. 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 Overrid. Well, I, I mean, I, it would be overrode. Overrode. Overrided. Road over. Uh, anyway, it was. It was that desire was more than my desire for my, my, my family, which again, it, it's horrible. 
to say that. It's horrible to to think that and to to even consider that and to think that way. But it was. And that's why it was such an addiction. That's why it was such a problem. But once I got to a point, and and I, I wish, I, and I, I was gonna ask, like, what was the breaking point? Like, what? When did you finally just get to a point that you decided enough? Enough was enough. I mean, I guess it was when I started, and I I knew that I didn't like the person that I became, but eventually I got to the point when it was like, dude, you're going to lose everything, everything for what a buzz for a high, you know? And it was, I started looking at all these other guys that I knew that were losing their families or their jobs, losing their jobs, going through divorces, getting fired. And, and eventually I just got to a point when I realized enough is enough. And I don't know what, I don't know what got me to that point, except for, you know, prayer and God God. (laughs) and you guys you know, you as my wife and, you know, the kids, because I know that the kids were catching on to it. They were getting older and smarter and wiser, and they were starting to realize that things were happening and they could even pick up on when I wasn't, um, you know, when I was drunk or when I had been drinking or, you know, whatever, they could pick up on it too. And I knew that I was negatively affecting them. I just, I guess I got to a point when I realized I didn't want it as, as badly as I wanted to be better. Yeah. But I think what caused that, honestly, one big part of it was the military was such an encourager of Drinking. Substance abuse. Substance abuse. I mean, <laughs> drinking. I mean, it's like they... Mainly alcoholism. I mean, oh, yeah. They're they're hardcore against drugs. I mean, if you get caught doing drugs in the military, I mean, they're going to... You're going to get in trouble. And I mean, I know there's people that are going to... We had guys that got caught smoking marijuana. I'm not a huge... Like, I'm not a proponent of marijuana. But I also have a hard time understanding why it's okay to drink, but it's not okay to smoke marijuana when it really does very similar things. And one actually has less side effects. Um, Anyway, not encouraging it. I'm just saying I don't understand. It's alcohol is a drug. Mm -hmm. It's a drug that affects your brain just like marijuana or, and I understand that it's less addictive than things like cocaine or heroin. But for some people, it's extremely addictive. And I think it's more addictive than people realize. Yeah. Well, um, and and not only that, it compl- if you're on any kind of, you know, meds like um, for depression or anxiety, it literally cancels out your meds. Yeah. And that's what happened with me is I'm, I take depression and anxiety medication and drink uh, drinking is a depressed alcohol is a depressant. And again, I'm, I don't want to get like into all the the sciencey stuff because I really don't know. But I I know enough that drinking is a it's alcohol is a depressant. It's it falls in the the line of drugs because there's you know you've got hallucinogens and you've got I mean you've got um, depressants and then you have like lifters or whatever yeah uppers uppers but i can't think of what that's called stimulants stimulants yeah it's not a stimulant it's a depressant (laughs) so if you're taking antidepressants so you don't get depressed and then you're (laughs) drinking a depressant it does nothing and that's i would start to see the person that i would be if i wasn't on my medication but not just not on my medication but like 
an amplified well, version of that. Yeah, because I was, it's like if my depression is a, like my depression and my anger issues is a fire. And the antidepressant over here is kind of like a hose that just kind of keeps the, you know, <clears throat> the temperature of the fire down. Drinking alcohol is just gasoline. Yeah. Because I may not be that, I wouldn't be that bad. Just just not being on my medication would, would not make me this horribly angry person all the time. Drinking alcohol did. Because it just, it took my fuse from... You know, the fuse that I have when I'm on my medication, the my ability to think uh, reasonably and to pause and to respond rather than react is greatly increased when I'm on my medication. Funny that we're doing this episode today because I actually <laughs> have been fighting to get a refill on my medication. Oh my I, word! I mean, I've been off it for only for two days, but I can start to feel it. Yeah. Well, and 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 it's like uh, <laughs> it used to bug him when I would ask him, like, "Hey, did you remember to take your meds?" Yeah. You know. But it's like I can tell. Yeah. You well, know, and I can tell too. I mean, it and it's the issue before is I was drinking and I was hiding it, and she'd be like, "Have you taken your medicine?" And I'm over here like, "Yeah, I took it, but I'm drinking, so it doesn't matter." Yeah. But I wouldn't tell her that because I was hiding it. But I I can tell when I when I haven't taken, and I know the thing is with that with the that kind of medication is if I take it on a Friday, Saturday I'm really not gonna notice it because my Friday dose is really for Saturday because it takes a while to get into your system and you take it at the same time, you know, pretty much same time every day and you, you get into a routine and your body gets into a routine. So I wouldn't really notice it until Sunday. Right. So, cause that's when I haven't taken it in a full yeah, 24, 24 hours, hours, like when I, from when I should have taken it anyway, it's just alcohol is a depressant and it was making that worse. So again, it's like, I, like I have this fire, inside of me and alcohol is just gasoline that I pour on that fire and it just gets everywhere and burns me and more importantly the people around me yeah and oh and it would almost make you like numb to the way you were behaving towards us it was like you didn't even care how you were treating us yeah. like it was just um you know but I think when getting back to the, the question you know you asked what what makes veterans spiral oh yeah There's a lot of stuff that, a lot of baggage that comes with, from the military. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of benefits, both, um, I think, you know, physically and mentally, there's a lot of benefits. Um, I like the person the military made me into in some ways. There's some aspects that I really like and that I'm proud of. There's other aspects that I, I don't like and I wish I could fix and not have to deal with but it's it kind of it comes with it it's a package deal unfortunately but it doesn't have to be more negative than positive which a lot of people are like well i just have all this baggage that's bad it's like yeah but you got a lot of good stuff too and yeah. if you can focus on the good and touch your responsibility yeah and, and mold <laughs> and mold what you got I mean, it's like, and again, I don't want to just get into cheesy metaphors or, you know, examples, but if I have a lump of clay, a lump of clay in the hands of a potter can turn into anything, can turn into something beautiful because they know what they're doing. They know how to handle it, right? A lump of clay in the hands of somebody who has no idea what they're doing, who hasn't been shown how to do that, it, it's just going to sit there. And I mean, they can try and make it into stuff, but it's really going to be, it's going to be really hard because they don't really know what they're doing. So, and again, it's, it's not fair because some people are taught how to do these things, how to mold the clay, how to handle their emotions, how to make themselves into a mentally healthy person. They're taught by their parents. They're taught by friends or their church or you know, wherever they receive that training, that teaching from. And then you've got other people on the other side that are like taught very wrongly yeah. by their parents, yeah. by their friends, by the church. They've been wounded by these people. 
and they're taught like, or, you know, that they're not taught. Yeah. And they get the same lump of clay that everybody else gets, you know, from the military. And it's like, well, you can either mold this into, you know, a really strong, mentally healthy person, or it can just kind of crumble into nothing and just be a mess. And what I want to try and do is help people get the tools to understand how to mold that into a healthy person, into something good and positive, despite the bad, because the bad's going to be there. You're going to have bad no matter what. It doesn't matter if you join the military or not. It just happens to be the path that I took in life and the, 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 per- the people that I can relate to the most are veterans because I am one. Like I've heard in all these, you know, different, why are you messing with my nunchucks? <laughs> I have nunchucks that my son made for me out of a chain. They are, and They are epic nunchucks. So they're <laughs> like, like Ian, my son made these nunchucks out of like uh, a chain Two eye bolts and some heavy wood. I have no idea where yeah, I got I this wood. I have no idea where These nunchucks go. would kill someone. Yeah. Anyway, like, they're hanging on my wall and Lydia's over here just distracted <laughs> as all get out, like trying to play with them no. quietly. Okay. No. Okay. I keep hearing this like... It's not them. But when I would touch them, it would stop. Okay. I have an idea. <laughs> nunchucks are on the floor. <laughs> hand on them it would it would uh, stop and there was just an annoying like this is cracking ticking noise that wife. just <laughs> was ladies and gentlemen me. <laughs> my wife but it's it's not it's not making that noise anymore sorry i, I just like i interrupted your whole serious moment over here anyway <laughs> but no it's it's i think the the thing that it, america as a, the world as a whole, America as a whole, American society does not handle uh, mental health and emotions well. No. <laughs> they, they don't know how to regulate themselves. They don't know how to regulate their emotions. They certainly don't know how to teach other people to regulate their emotions. Everybody's just blowing up on each other and spewing their terrible habits onto each other. And they're just spiraling and continuing to get worse other cultures are a lot better at it than america is the american culture but basically the world as a whole sucks at it um and the military seems to catch a lot of people that are emotionally dysregulated and emotionally unhealthy which isn't necessarily a bad thing Again, if you're looking for someone to go headlong into a fight, you might want the emotionally dysregulated guy that can flip the switch (laughs) from I'm relatively calm to absolutely berserker rage in an instant because, I mean, you're going to need that (laughs) in combat. And and that's the honestly, I'm I'm 100 percent okay with those people being in the military, but eventually they have to go back to society. It doesn't matter. You can't be in the military forever. Unless you die in the military, you're going to go back to society. And they have to be taught how to regulate their emotions. And that's, I mean, you've got, and and I'm not hating on these organizations that do this. I say this all the time. I'm not hating on them. I'm not saying what they're doing is bad. But organizations that take people fishing and hunting and skydiving and uh, whatever, whatever they do for veterans, it's awesome. I love it. Please don't stop doing it. What I'm saying is we need to go deeper and actually help these guys and girls understand why they're feeling what they're feeling, where these emotions are coming from, and how to deal with them. Because until we get to that point where we can teach them how to deal with them, we're just treating symptoms. It's like taking an aspirin because your head's hurting. Okay, you got rid of the pain, but why is your head hurting? What's causing your head to hurt? You know, like guys, like friend, some of my friends, they suffer from like severe migraines and they're like, you know, I mean, yeah, I can take a pill and it helps a little bit, but eventually your body becomes numb to the pill too. And then all of a sudden your migraines are worse because they're, you know, your body doesn't respond to the pain pills the same way. And eventually they find out the cause of the migraine or the cause of the severe headache is something that they had no idea could cause a migraine. And once they took care of that problem, the migraines stop. So 
the emotional dysregulation is more of a symptom. The substance abuse is a symptom. And it's a it's a coping mechanism that people use because when they're in, when they were in the military, it was like, well, I had a bad day. I'm going to go get drunk. Uh, I had a rough week at work. I'm going to go get drunk. I had a really good week at work. I'm going to go get drunk. I had a really good day. I'm going to go get drunk. Uh, I woke up today. I'm going to get drunk. I mean, it's just it's like a it's just that's what you do is if you're not working, you're probably drinking. Now, that's not everybody, but I'm just saying that's the pervasive mindset of the military is let's get drunk more hard drinking hard fighting hard playing people and we have you know veterans have or service members have big emotions when they're happy they're extremely happy when they're mad they're extremely mad when they're sad they're extremely sad and then you add alcohol to that and it just gets worse so then people get out of the military They're not taught how to handle their emotions. Their emotions go all wonky when they leave the military. They dive headfirst into substance abuse, which can lead to harder drugs. It can lead to more addiction, either in the same area or other areas, and cause way more problems. And I think that's really what causes veterans to spiral is their, their inability to understand their emotions, where they're coming from, why they're feeling them, and how to handle it. And then they, they turn to the only thing they know, which is isolation and usually some type of substance abuse. And that is what leads them to feeling like, well, I'm not worth keeping around anymore. Obviously, I'm too weak to handle my emotions. I just need to kill myself. And then that's where you got guys that are killing themselves. Girls. When I say guys, again, I just mean veterans in general. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. But you've got veterans killing themselves because they get to the point when they're like, I, there's no point in me living. All I am is just angry and, you know, an addict. And then they, they just hate themselves. And then they, they end up killing themselves because they're not taught how to handle their emotions and their mental health. That's, that's my, that's the long answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So like looking ahead, you know, what are your, what are your dreams for the veritable veteran? You know what? Okay. So, so let's maybe, maybe we can talk like short term, short, like short upcoming dreams and like, you know, long term. I know, I know there are some things that you don't want to give away, just because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, those are those are dreams that you've been working on for a while. But, um, you know, a, a nice giant, like, vague, like, what is what are some of the big projects you are hoping to do? And, um, you know, what is what's the latest thing you've been working on? Because I'm pretty excited about that for you. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm giving you like a two part question here, but like, what is you know, what's the latest thing and what can people be, you know, helping support you in, in just the bigger dreams that you've got? The latest thing, um, it's a journal. Uh, it's a daily journal. It's going to be a 22 day, uh, journal that, and that's a nod to the, the 22 veterans that have been, you know, on average that have been killing themselves, you know, every day. And that's why it's 22 days. Also, it takes about 21 days to develop a habit. So I figured 22 would be a good, you know, we always go a little bit beyond anyway, because veterans are supposed to be just a little bit above average, right? (laughs) So anyway, it's just, it's a 22 day thing. And in it, um, I try and focus on identifying, like every day, identifying how you're feeling when you wake up. Like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling motivated? Are you feeling depressed? Are you feeling anxious? Okay, why are you feeling that way? And I wouldn't give away too much. Yeah, but, but... <laughs> and then you get into um, basically discussing things to be grateful for. And, you know, and, and again, it's it's just, it's a daily journal that helps you understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling it, and then how to how to deal with it. 
Well, and, and you have sections, you have, you know, things in there each day for just like identifying your triggers and basically the, you know, from, from what I've seen, you know, because he's been working on it and showing me, um, it's, this journal is supposed to kind of just help you understand your mind and your emotions better. And, um, and then how you can move forward and work, you know, work on those. And, um, because honestly it really helps to be able to look back and you'll Mm -hmm. be able to see patterns and, you know, and things like that. And they say, um, there was actually a study somewhere that said, um, people who journal, uh, I've got to look it up, but it was something about people who journal, um, it like have a greater, um, like they just have a healthier state of mind. Um, yeah. and, and it, it improves and increases. There's just a lot of things in your brain. Like it helps. I mean, it even helps journaling even helps with, um, uh, what's, what's that issue when you start forgetting things? Um, Alzheimer's like Alzheimer's and like memory loss, like journaling helps with that because when you're having to think back through your day and, um, it, and recount things, it, it triggers those, um, those memory receptors in your brain and like really helps with brain memory. And, um, there's just so many things. So I'll have to look up. There was like a study on journaling. It's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's again, a lot of people, especially men will look at journaling almost like it's a diary and they don't want to, they don't want to do it because it seems childish or, you know, girlish or, you know, they don't want to talk about their feelings. It's like, well, you don't have to talk about it. The only person you're talking to is you in a journal. Well, okay. And if you look at the greatest, think about, think of the greatest person that you know, like, and what's one of the practices that they did? They journaled George Washington. Yeah. Um, I mean, because they have, they all have memoirs. <laughs> Where yeah. do you think the memoirs came from? Yeah. From their journals. <laughs> they didn't just suddenly like, you know, puke. And all of a sudden there's all these thoughts. They wrote them down. They have to write them down. And they, they kept writing them down for years. So this is a way to, to just start um, getting to know your mind, how it works, um, patterns that you have because you're going to you're going to start to see negative patterns and then it gives you the tools to try and interrupt those negative cycles with positive thoughts and gratitude and talking to yourself positively and there's a lot of other things that go into it but Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a start yeah. Just 22 days where you, you commit to do this for 22 days. And then there'll be other journals that'll come along later. That'll be 365 day journals or just once you've gotten the tools. Yeah, yeah. Once you've gotten the tools, really all it does is you just expand the, the time frame because the tools are going to stay the same. Yeah. Mostly there's going to be some that, you know, changes the longer, you, the deeper you get into it. But taking that first initial step and writing down how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way and all that stuff is big in, in starting to really understand your mind and confronting the issues that you have and the coping mechanisms you've developed to deal with those issues that you have and starting to realize, Oh, when I do that, uh, when I feel that way, I start to do this and that's not good. So I need to try and interrupt that so I avoid doing this, you know, so it's, it's a process, but it helps you start, uh, on that path. And so that's, that's the thing I'm working on right now. What I'd like to do eventually is event. I mean, someday I'd like to write a book. Um, I'd like to write, you know, kind of compiling all this into, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a long, longer, uh, written document. Um, <clears throat> so I'd like to write a book. Uh, I'd like to, honestly, I'd like to speak in front of, you know, crowds of veterans just to, to kind of get, I don't know, just get the, the just have the conversation yeah, with them and just, the you know, and just get the message out there of, you know, this is okay to have these conversations. It's okay to, to not be okay. 
to talk about it, but then also just be someone who's experienced it and been there and be like, Hey, I, I, I've literally been exactly where you are right now. And this is how I got out of it. Or this is how I improved my mental state. And so, yeah, I mean, that would be, uh, I, I would like the podcast to grow. Uh, and I would like to be able to reach more people through that. I would like people to, you know, to share it with their family and friends because. Uh, and, and I just popping in here to say, like, if you listen to the podcast and you, um, I'm just throwing this plug in here. Um, if you've been enjoying listening to it, um, you know, even podcasts have their own kind of like algorithm, I guess you could say. And what massively affects that is reviews. Yeah. And if you could, especially Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all you have to do is just hit, you know, hit a star and then then that's it. Apple Podcasts, if you leave a written review, that massively affects the number of people who will see it yep. um, by just simply going into Apple Podcasts and like typing in like the keywords like, um, you know, self-help or depression or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Like genuinely, you know, when he asks for reviews, it's not just it's he's not asking for reviews just for like a pat on the shoulder, <laughs> like, oh, good, good boy. You know, yeah. it, it is a no, like this is this is what helps get this podcast up on the list so that people will actually see it. And um, but yes, definitely share with your family and friends. Like I just had a conversation with a bunch of veteran wives um, who who said, oh my goodness, like I have been looking for something like this to listen to. Um, and, you know, it's like people are looking for content like this. They're looking for a podcast that they can relate to, that relates specifically to veterans and veteran families, because there really aren't a lot out there. Like they're really not. And um, aside from just like sharing cool stories and stuff. And, um, and so, but in order to really get the visibility, like we really depend on um, people sharing it and leaving reviews because honestly, we don't pay for ads. We don't pay, you know, like we are doing all of this on our own dime. And, um, and so. And that would be one thing that I would like to do eventually is I would like to be able to do this full-time full-time yeah not because just then, podcast but just yeah. the whole speaking veteran. content yeah. producing you know even traveling just to go and you know go places and see people and talk to people and and really just get the just just get the mess and it sounds weird saying it but just get the message out to people and and talk to them about you know veterans and again it's we don't want people to feel like veterans are victims or Oh, pity poor us. You know, it's just helping veterans understand who they are and why they feel the way they do and how to help fix it. And then also to help how to help their families. Yeah, like saving families and marriages. Yeah. That's like, one. I mean, I can't even tell you the number of people that I know from my time in the, you know, the military that have been divorced sometimes multiple times because they just they can't live with. And it's not always their fault. It's just people are hard to live with in general and the divorce rate is high as it is. But in the veteran community, it's it's a lot higher. Mm -hmm. And we need, to, we need to fix that because families are being broken. And when families are broken, kids are affected and kids are raised into dysfunctional adults. <laughs> and then dysfunctional adults raise dysfunctional adults. And it's just a, a vicious spiral that we need to we need to get out of and you know without interrupting that cycle it's it's never going to change and yeah. that's what that's what we want to do is actually improve you know veterans mental health and their ability to deal with their own emotions so they can not destroy their families so they can raise emotionally healthy children who will grow into emotional emotionally healthy adults and then we can start to improve the overall mental health of the American society yeah. <laughs> there. I'm going to change the world. That's yeah. it. That's my <laughs> ultimate goal. I'm going to fix the planet. 
we just got to do, you know, they say, you know, like, how do you eat an elephant? One mm. bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> With barbecue sauce. <laughs> barbecue sauce. <laughs> um, uh, one last question. And this one's kind of an easy one. Um, so why the name Veritable Veteran? <laughs> well, one, it sounds cool. <laughs> um, it just, the alliteration is good. You yeah. Know, the veritable veteran, it just, it rolls off the tongue pretty well. Um, but really it's, if you look at the definition of veritable and there's a couple definitions, but if you look at, you know, not the first definition, cause the first definition, it talks about being used as like a metaphor. Um, but that's not what it's for in my, in our case, you know, with my page and my name, it talks about speaking the truth and being genuine. And that's what I want is to be genuine and truthful and to not exaggerate and say things are worse than they are or better than they are. Or, you know, I did all this awesome stuff or, you know, I'm this amazing person or I'm just, you know, this terrible person, nothing like that. I just want to be genuine and just talk about what I've dealt with, what I've struggled with, what we've dealt with, what we've worked through and struggled with. And, the veritable ultimately means just being genuine and speaking the truth. And that's what, that's what I want. And that's why, you know, we ultimately chose that name. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. And veritable, the, the root word of veritable is verity and verity means truth. Yep. And, um, so, and that's really why, I mean, a lot of, there's a lot of other, you know, veterans out there that have funny names or, you know, tactical sounding names and stuff. And it's just, that wasn't what I really wanted. I didn't want it to just be funny or serious all the time. I just want to speak the truth. And sometimes the truth is funny. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's just straight painful. Raw. And it, and it hurts. Um, but it's it's got to be talked about because if it's not, it's just going to continue getting stuff down and eventually it's going to boil over and hurt everybody around us and ourselves yeah so basically you know comes down to starting the conversation yep. and so let's talk yep i'd like you guys to i'd like to get messages and emails just asking questions yeah things that you guys want to hear about things you want answers to things that you've dealt with um even just telling us stories yeah, I was going to say, you know, if you want to share your story, but you don't necessarily want your name attached to it, um, I mean, he would be happy to... I'd love to hear the, yeah. the stories. And, and again, not from an entertainment perspective. It's from a learning perspective, yeah. expanding my knowledge and my experience. Because I can, I can have experience through other people. You know, it's like people can have experience through listening to my, my story, my, my struggles, things like that. It's like, I'd rather you learn from mine than go through it yourself. And I would rather learn from you guys than have to go through specifically what you went through myself. I would rather not have to do that. Uh, but so it's like secondhand experience. I, I you know, I, I would love to hear from you guys just to, to understand what different things y'all have gone through and, or are going through just so I can understand veterans and their, their mindset even better than, than I already do. And, um, and I wanted to throw this out there. Um, you know, if, if you are a veteran who's like willing to be interviewed by Evan, like, you know, definitely reach out to him. Um, and, and also if you're a veteran couple who has, um, who is now kind of, you know, in a place that we are, or, or is even in a better place than we are. And you are willing to share your story and the struggles that you went through and what, as a couple, um, and what, um, you know, things that you did that kind of helped your family pull through, we would love to interview. It would be awesome yeah. to interview other couples. Yep. And, um, so please, like, if you are willing to talk, like shoot a message, uh, where can, where can they, where can they send a message at? So email the veritable veteran at gmail.com. Instagram, just at the veritable veteran. Facebook is the same at the veritable veteran. Um, so just 
shoot me a message, send an email. That's really the only ways to get a hold of me right now. I don't, I don't do smoke signals or phone calls yet. <laughs> I um, think, I'm sorry. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, you, you can get a hold of us there, and we always check. Both of us check all the messages, and I check my email regularly. So, um, yeah. So please, uh, we'd be we'd be more than happy to interview you, and you know, just kind of get the just broaden the experience, you know. Um, that we talk about that way other people can understand that they're not alone and they're not the only ones dealing with things because our, our experience is unique not unique but it's unique to us your experience is unique to you it's never going to be exactly the same as anybody else's so you know but, and also understand that there is a vetting process so you know we don't just ex- we don't just accept just anyone you know just because um you know uh, understandably for for if if what you're wanting to talk about doesn't align with our mission, you know, then we might be like, well, you know, we appreciate you being willing, you know, but that doesn't necessarily align with our mission, you know, like yeah. understand that it's not like an offense against you. It's just we want to make sure that that whoever we do have on the podcast does align with the mission. Um but, um, yeah, so, I mean, there is a bit of a vetting, vetting process. It's not, like, huge or anything. It's just more of, like, a questionnaire kind of thing. Yep. But, um, but yeah, but I did want to put that out there because, you know, like, understand that, you know, we, you know, if you are willing, yes, absolutely, like, thank you so much. But you will receive, like, a questionnaire just so that we can kind of go through it and decide, and make like. Make sure you're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know that, you know, I am. Uh, yeah. uh, and but we can't have other crazy people on here, yeah, you know, like, come on. There's only so much room for crazy. So, <laughs> like, we got to make sure the crazy meter isn't, like, <laughs> over the top, you know. Uh, well, we should probably close this out. Yeah, it's getting yeah. late. I got to go to work in the morning and Boo. you've got cookies to make. So, anyway, we will, uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the, the interview of me. And, uh, yeah, so I guess we'll see you. I mean, I'm going to have to record an episode here tomorrow or the next day, so I'll be back on here soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lydia will be back here early next week, and then we'll get another... uh, We will do our best to stay on track. We'll see if we can get it on there. (laughs) (laughs) Although with the way our life has been, you know, you never know. It's kind of up in the air. But we, we, like I said, we try to get at least one episode up, whether it's us or just him or something. (laughs) One of us will be here. It may just be rambling, but we'll be here. (laughs) But I hope you guys have a great week. If you need anything, reach out to us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Love you guys. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more content like this, don't forget to subscribe. And please leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Love you guys.